What's up ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com, that's www.thecreport.com and be sure to follow us on our social medias Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, CloutHub, and Pilt.net. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Welcome on in. Come on in if you're coming on in, ladies and gentlemen. It is Friday, December 9th, 2022. You are tuned in to another episode of Lone Star State News, whether you might be joining us uh, here in the great state of Texas or beyond. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm your host, Mr. C. Glad to see you all this afternoon. All right, guys, let's uh, let's go ahead and see what we got going on here today. We have a uh, very hostile type of uh, picture for today's episode. <laughs> the, today's episode, today's uh, today's uh, episode, ladies and gentlemen of Lone Star State News, will be talking about. That's right, guys. Oh, let me turn that down real quick. John Scott, ladies and gentlemen. John Scott, the uh, fifth, fifth, count them, number five. The fifth Secretary of State under Governor Abbott, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the people are so close to feeling the truth 
ladies and gentlemen. And we're not, we're not talking about just finding that truth. We're not talking about just seeing that truth. We're talking about feeling that truth, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the fact that some of us have gotten this far in the process of figuring out exactly how these scallywags have been betraying our nation for so long, I think is a virtuous and a beautiful thing, ladies and gentlemen. Because we'll all get there eventually. As long as some of us have got it, the rest of us will get it, ladies and gentlemen. And our bare bones dissection of the speaker's position in these dar United States of America, in these dar state houses across the nation, and exactly how pivotal that role is. Oh, that close examination, Dade Phelan, the eyes of Texas are upon you. The eyes of Texas are upon you indeed, sir. John Scott, the eyes of Texas are upon you. That's right, Mr. John Scott. The eyes of Texas are upon you. Why do you think, ladies and gentlemen, this man is uh, tucking his tail, turning, and uh, running away? It's because their number's up, ladies and gentlemen. It's because they know something is up, ladies and gentlemen. And you know that is that the people know something is up, ladies and gentlemen. So I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that today, guys. Uh, some of you guys are probably like, what on earth are you talking about already, Mr. C? Um, and those for those of you who did not get the pictograph, okay. Oh, you know, I don't even have it on here. You know, guys, yeah, you know, I scheduled today's show for 3.15 because I was running a bit late. Uh, we're going to be a little bit more cavalier this afternoon because we're uh, I set today's episode over at Twitch uh, to uh, just chatting. So we're just going to be chatting here, guys. We're going to be a little bit more cavalier. That's not to say I don't got, that's not to say we ain't going to be talking about John Scott, though. Uh, the uh, peeps over at Twitch didn't get to see that graphic that the people at Rumble and the people at Pilled have gotten to see. And Odyssey, actually. You got, <laughs> it's based on this one, Twitch. This this guy right here, that's who we're talking about, John Scott. Okay, I'm just I'm just uh, filling filling in the Twitch people on what's going on over here. He's the current Secretary of State for Texas. Now, if you're like, what are you? We're just going to be talking about this guy. What the heck? Well, you know, it's because this is Lone Star State News, ladies and gentlemen. We do Texas-based news and current events here, typically hanging out over at the politics uh, section or over at the podcast and live stream what is the other section over there for that over at twitch i don't know so uh i was like let's put it in just chatting this afternoon and see what's up right we're just going to be chatting about the secretary of state john scott we're just going to be chatting about that position here in texas uh, you know it's not going to be the same in every state obviously and uh, the Secretary of State's position is pivotal. Is, you know, actually, we can't, I shouldn't even use a word like pivotal on an office like the Secretary of State. It is paramount, ladies and gentlemen, not pivotal. It is of the greatest import, ladies and gentlemen, the Secretary of State office in most states, you know, save, save states like Wisconsin, where the Secretary of State does not have the immaculate uh, say over their elections. Well, I mean, uh, let's not get it twisted. Immaculate say over elections belongs to the people through the legislatures. 
you know, but uh, as far as, you know, administering and all that other official stuff for elections in most states, unless you're like Wisconsin, where they've given it to like a committee or a commission or whatever. It's you know the WEC up in Wisconsin. A little bit different, right? But, you know, even from state to state, as we've talked about, the Secretary of State's office functions differently in some states, you know, like in the state of Texas, for example, you know, our secretaries of states, they're appointed, you know, by the governor, you know, and of course, approved by the Senate in the state of Texas. Uh, same thing in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. You know, I like to really draw comparisons to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and their Secretary of the Commonwealth and the state of Texas, because, you know, as far as tricking and snookering the people of their state, well, you know, the Republic of Texas, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Hey, you know, for those of you who were uh, playing along with that um, competition I had over at pill.net, funny how competition sprung out everywhere after I did that, right? Anyways. Uh, you know, that I, I offered a really tough competition, though, okay? Only the barest of the bear people would even dare go in on a competition like my competition, okay? All right, you know, my competition, it was a tough competition. And, you know, I got some replies and I got some responses and depending, because we're still running it, but only the toughest of the tough have so far even decided to compete in my competition. But you know what? If you want to compete to my competition at pill.net <laughs> to get to get some to get some uh, Mr. C swag and some C report swag, whatever, you know, you can always do that. But today's episode is going to be a hint because uh, the competition was name your secretaries of snakes, right? Now, we're talking about the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and the Republic of Texas. What was one of the hints over there at pill.net on my competition? Name those secretaries of states. Put the name to the face. The only hint I gave you guys, the only hint, the only riddle. I, <laughs> riddle me this, people who are bold enough to take my competition. Okay. Uh, my competition was, uh, the, the riddle was this. Um one commonwealth and one republic has two snakes representing. Okay, so I'm giving you basically four answers on this episode, okay? <laughs> because those uh, th those snakes were two from the commonwealth of Pennsylvania and two from the republic of Texas. They are on that image, that graphic I gave you guys, okay, to see if you could name the snakes, okay? <laughs> Name the snakes and their state that they misrepresent. Go over to pill.net, go over to the Mr. C channel, and you can see what we're talking about, okay? <laughs> like, in case you're ever so curious. And then you could win some Mr. C swag. Like I said, I've had some people who have been bold enough to answer the 15 snakes. Um, didn't get them all right, so I'm just waiting to see if someone does come in with all of them right. And uh, then that, that person will win the C swag. Okay. Anyways, okay, it's not, I mean... Anyways, just go over to pill.net, look up Mr. C channel. You'll get all the information there, guys. So, all right. So the question again was <laughs> two snakes, right? Two from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and two from the Republic of Texas misrepresenting their state. Um, all right. So John Scott's face is not, I don't think he was one of them. 
Oh, no, no, no. John Scott was not on the shirt, guys. Okay, in the graphic. So I'm sorry, guys. You're not going to get snake number five, John Scott. Okay. I totally tore into this dude, right? Okay. <laughs> I totally tore into... You guys saw the graphic over there at Rumble and Odyssey and at Pilled and Foxhole, right? Like that little graphic I threw in there. That was some funny stuff, guys. That was some funny stuff. What's going on, Skeeterberg? Five by five. Uh-huh. Yes, you should, Skeeterberg. Let's do a John Scott Secretary of Snakes. <laughs> if anyone can make a, a graphic, make make a graphic out of that image I use, that would be fun. Anyways, okay. So uh yeah, so this guy's gone, guys. You know what? Let me let me just keep him on the screen, right? Because it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, right? Uh John Scott, where you at, buddy? No, right, there's the guy. Okay, you got I was making fun of this dude like since this thing came out, right? I was like, Paul Watcher, ho 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 ho. You know, maybe that's why he goes. You know, Abbott was like, John, come to my office, John. And he was like, Oh shit. <laughs> and then Abbott's like, John, have they seen you down at the Yellow Rose on Wednesday nights? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> he was like, damn it. They saw me, damn it, <laughs> over at the Yellow Rose on Wednesday nights, and uh, we're doing the poll watcher program. And yeah, and now, and so now he's resigning. Okay, <laughs> busted, right? Busted. We caught you in your poll watcher program, John Scott. You know, you know, of course, this doofus is gonna do a poll watcher program, right? You know, at a strip joint, right? <laughs> And then what do you call it? And then he has, and then he has his forensic audit division. Come on, you made a joke out of this, dude. That's why, you know, he's riding off into the sunset, guys. John Scott is going to ride off into the sunset, just like the previous four secretaries of snakes that were appointed by Abbott. But you know, it's not just an Abbott thing, as I was saying, guys. I mean... In the state of Texas, uh, these guys just cannot seem to finish their, you know, their term. They're supposed to be serving four years. But what they do is they come in, they do a con job, they ride off into the sunset, and then they appoint another secretary of state. In the state of Texas, they resign. Okay. In the state of uh, Pennsylvania, they either get fired or they get appointed. But it's the same thing, guys. I mean, they, they either get fired or they get promoted, but it's the same thing. They are both appointed in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania and in the state of Texas, the Republic of Texas. So, you know, very interesting stuff to consider when we're talking about the Secretary of Snakes, the Secretary of State's office, you know, being so paramount to our liberties and freedoms, as we've seen in the years 2020 and 2022, exactly what kind of damage having uh, infiltrated offices of the Secretary of State can do. Uh, but another close examination of the way that state offices work, as I have discovered, we have a broken Secretary of State's office in Texas. And I think the people of Texas need to move towards getting this office elected and not appointed. We can do this, guys. We can get this on a ballot measure to get this office elected. I know we can. And uh, that way we can hold these people accountable. You know, the first person to run for office for secretary of state in Texas should run on. I will complete all four years in my first term. How about that? Because not uh, not nary a secretary of state has done that probably in decades, 
decades. You know, I think we did have a secretary of state long about 18 something that, you know, did like two terms, maybe. <laughs> but not since, you know, and uh, we've had uh, about about 50 governors, you know, and we've had about I don't know. Uh, he was 115, I think, or 114. John Scott. Yeah, they even put it in the headlines. We're going to look at some headlines. Don't worry. I know I know. I said it to just chatting at Twitch today. But, uh, you know, he's he's a Secretary of Snake number 114 or 115, something like that. Something like that. We already know who the next Secretary of State's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a female, right? Uh, we'll get her name in a minute. She's currently a state senator. You know, so that also brings to my mind, what is some of this uh, other interplay that's happening in the uh, state house? Because if Abbott's going to pull a conservative senator and we got I, we got to look her up, we'll, we'll see what we can do to dig into her a little bit today. But uh, if he's going to pull her, that opens up a state Senate seat. And who's going to be appointed to that seat? Are they going to appoint a Democrat, I wonder? So uh, we'll see what happens, guys. You guys are going to see some of that interplay here, some of that inside baseball, some of that stuff that's worth spilling the tea over, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see here. What are we going to pull up for Senor John Scott? Broken office. Secretary of State John Scott resigns after one year. He really, he's barely going to make it a year. He was appointed like on October 21st, 2020. What? I guess he did make it over a year, right? 2021. And then, uh, yeah, so he did make it over a year. He's going to resign in January. Well, you know what? Let's pull up the information so you guys can see it. Okay. Uh, this comes from KHOU. So that's in Houston. Okay. Texas Secretary of State John Scott resigns after just over one year on the job. Okay. The state's top election official stepping down. Too much pressure for you there, John Scott, or what? Too much pressure? I told you guys. They brought this doofus in here to totally disarm the Texans. Uh-uh. They still came at this guy with pitchforks, I'm sure. <laughs> Texas Secretary of State John Scott announced he is leaving office. He couldn't take the heat. He was like, Abbott. Albert, he was like, Albert, <laughs> whenever I do his face, whenever I do his voice, we have to see his face, okay? Whenever I do the characters of John Scott, okay? He was like, Abbott, he was like, you didn't tell me it was going to be this hard, gosh darn it. <laughs> you told me the people of Texas were going to love me. <laughs> oh no, Mr. John Scott, I don't think so. Uh-uh, you guys treason okay we don't got time for cuddly teddy bears all right like john scott guys okay <laughs> the man's scared for his life well it's not it's not our fault he was having poll watcher programs over at the yellow rose on wednesday nights as <laughs> all right so uh again now now here's where also we're gonna it's because they got bust wide open guys that's why this we're seeing i don't know i mean you know i i i I believe that they appoint the secretaries of snakes for specific functions, you know, like Ruth Hughes, who is number four for, Ga uh, for Governor Abbott, Ruth Hughes, who is number four for Governor Abbott, hint, 
hint, people who are playing the competition over at pill.net. Uh, she, uh, her job was to oversee the 2020 election and ensure that, uh, you know, uh, uh, everything went according to the EAC's plans, went er according to the unaccredited voting system testing laboratories plans. I mean, come on, Ruth Hughes. It was your job to ensure that the certification and the accreditation of said machines and BSTLs were in compliance with Texas state laws and you failed, honey. You failed because they were not accredited whenever you signed off on state certification, ladies and gentlemen. So Ruth Hughes, she done did break the law by allowing Texans to be uh, allowing Texans to use faulty and, and uns uncertified equipment, you know. And uh, there were a couple of other interesting things that was going on with Ruth Hughes, number four. Uh, but, you know, she rode off into the sunset, right? And in the interim, between Ruth Hughes riding off into the sunset and John Scott coming into office in October of 2021, we had the real snake of the office, you know, doing the job. I mean, if you, let's just face it, guys. You know, Deputy Secretary of State in Texas, that's the real deal right there. Okay, that's the real power behind the Secretary of State office, I would say. I would say, um, you know, and, and if there were any better clue about this, you know, it would be uh, when examining the entire process of the um, the uh, Texas forensic audit, ladies and gentlemen, which, you know, several Texans have identified as being a sham forensic audit. I mean, you cannot have a forensic audit that's premise is a risk limiting audit. And that's what triggers your forensic audit. You've already you've already struck out from the first step, you know, and uh, Texans know what a real forensic audit looks like. Texans were studying what the Arizona Maricopa County audit looked like. And even though uh, the national media, the fake news media painted that as some kind of three ring circus with the carnival outside. Everyone knows that that was and is the gold standard of what forensic audits look like, especially if you followed it every single day and you understood and were walked through all the processes. And uh, let's just face it, Governor Abbott. Let's just face it, Secretary of Snakes Deputy Jose Esparza. <clears throat> For those of you who are playing along the competition at Peel.net, Jose Esparza, let's just face it. What you guys have set up for Texas is not a forensic audit, and it is exactly a sham. And it is meant to snooker and placate uh, the people of Texas, and it's meant to uh, trick us into believing that you guys did everything you could to uncover election fraud and improprieties in the state of Texas. That's exactly what it is. Now, the fact that Governor Abbott uh, managed to get uh, Secretary of State John Scott to sign on to it as if though it were his own, that's telling, ladies and gentlemen. Governor Abbott does not want you to know who the true power behind the Secretary of State's office is in Texas. Yeah, I'm surprised Jose Esparza hasn't turned tail and run yet because we've been calling that boy out for over a year here at Lone Star State News and identified him as the one who actually wrote the forensic audit here in the state of Texas. Okay because Ruth Hughes was long gone by the time that audit came around. And uh, John Scott's name was not even a blip on the radar whenever it was born. You know, 
at least by a month. Okay. So let's uh let's see here. What else does this article have to say about John Scott and about uh Governor Abbott? Scott was appointed by Abbott on October 21st, 2021, is what it says. Uh, it says, so that that would mean that uh, John Scott presided over four major statewide elections in 2022, including midterms last month. Oh, John Scott couldn't take the heat, really couldn't take the heat. Okay, so uh, here's a little bit more for you. So John Scott oversaw the forensic audit of the 2020 general election. And that's, I mean... Yes, he oversaw it. It was not his. He said it was his. It was not. Okay. Um, and uh, let's see here. So they're planning to release the findings on December 31st of this audit. Okay. This audit was supposed to have been completed already. Uh, they were supposed to have given us the findings this spring, this past spring, ladies and gentlemen, this past spring, latest summer. Okay. Now, the reason why we have not been given the findings, and indeed, I don't even know how they're going to give us the findings in December. I mean, we're what? T minus what? 21 days or what? We're T minus 21 days. Okay. T minus 21 days. All right. T minus 21 days. From when John Scott is supposed to be giving us the results of this audit. Let me tell you why he's riding off into the sunset. Because the uh, county of Harris has obstructed this investigation. Okay, now you guys might understand why I was so upset on Monday. Okay, so upset. Okay, because we're watching, we're watching the whitewashing and the cover-up of Harris County unfold right now. We're watching the whitewashing and cover-up of the 2020 stolen elections in Texas being covered up right now. This is how they're going to do it, okay? Now, Harris County is obstructing this investigation into the 2020 election, as they have been. In fact, with 2022 and the severe improprieties that took place during the midterm election, one wonders how on earth they're going to deliver those results. Lena Hidalgo, the activist judge of Harris County, has obstructed this investigation from the 2020 general election all the way through the 2022 midterm general election. Every single one, the primary, she's obstructed, okay? The 2021 elections, obstructed. They had to send in. Uh, they had to send in the uh, Secretary of State and agents in order to investigate. Lena Hidalgo called in Merrick Garland and his agents in order to uh, intervene. Okay, and that was prior to 2022 midterms. Then, with the 2022 midterms, we had a lot more agents. I told you guys there was like three or four agencies, state and federal agencies, all in Harris County. How on earth is he going to get us those results by December 31st, T minus 21 days from now? Hmm? I tell you how they're going to do it. They're going to bring in another secretary of state and uh, it's just going to get whitewashed. It's going to get whitewashed. You know, I mean, unless this state senator that's coming in, who's being appointed, unless this state senator really knows anything or a thing or two about, uh, you know, uh, election integrity. And we'll, we'll find out. 
we'll find out. We still got some time here, guys. We still got some time here this afternoon. So uh, this is very interesting, isn't it? All of these developments, guys, you know, just understanding how they're doing it to Texans, understanding how they are screwing us over, okay? Understanding how they snooker us on elections. This sham audit, it's not a forensic audit. It's an FAD, a FAD. That's what John Scott calls his forensic audit division. Think about it, guys. Ho, 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 the people of Texas, it's a FAD. Forensic audit, let's just pretend we're doing it. Ho, 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 ho. Uh, again, guys, John Scott, the doofus secretary of state. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he's out the door now, guys. Big old rhino going to ride off into the sunset. No accountability for nada. Wait till we start seeing what he authorized. You know, with Ruth Hughes, for example, her authorization of unaccredited and uncertified voting machines. Mm -hmm. Yep, she let it happen. Don't know why she did, but she did. She didn't do her job. Her job as Secretary of State of Texas is to make sure those certifications are valid. So, uh, yeah, she's her name's on lawsuits right now, guys. Her name is on lawsuits. The Secretary of State's office released the first batch of results in January and found few issues because they did a risk-limiting audit, guys. That's how they did their forensic audit. They were like, well, if we don't have anything that triggers the need to look a little bit deeper than one or two percentages of the uh, actual ballots, Texas knows that's not a forensic audit, okay? Texas knows. Texans know. A risk-limiting audit as a uh, as a, 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 a pre a prerequisite for a full-on forensic audit that is not a forensic audit. Yeah, doofus secretary of snakes. Hey, Governor Abbott, are you listening? Okay, the people of Texas know. All right, you guys are trying to screw us over. And the question is, do enough people in Texas know to do anything about it? You know, or care to do anything about it? Um, let's see. So we're going to, we're going to skip over all this junk information. We've already covered it. They're just, basically, this is just, oh, nothing was found. You know, that's all it's saying. Okay. Uh, Dallas County had a vote discrepancy of 10 across seven precincts. Really? Really? Okay. What just happened in Dallas County in 2022, right? What happened in that one precinct where we had 1200, uh, vote, ghost voters suddenly appear? And uh, Dallas County Elections Administrator expects us to believe that that is latency. We had 1,200 ghost voters appear. And uh, we had, what, 500 signatures from actual voters. But that's latency, the fact that we're missing 1,200 actual signatures from in-real-life people. Yeah. Okay. No. Machines? No. Okay. It's, I mean, it's ridiculous, guys downright flat out ridiculous okay so uh that's just that's just debunking their lies right here guys big time lies okay big time lies uh so uh let's see here do i got anything well this is just john scott's you know writing off into the sunset appeal letter let me see if I, that if that's what's next here vote beat what is this abbott oh okay so yeah i mean this was you're you guys are going to be looking at some raw stuff on my screen like uh we're not i i didn't even uh okay so this was this is an article from 2021 august 4th okay now you remember uh john scott 
August 21st, 2021 is when he was appointed. This, this, this article is from August 4th, okay? Texas's audit does not resemble a full forensic audit. Okay. <laughs> Which I was actually surprised that VoteBeat uh, wrote this article because I believe this uh, VoteBeat is like right out of like, I don't know, like uh, the Texas Tribune or something like that, you know? So uh, let's see here. And then that that's that date, you know, I, I picked this article just to show the date on that, right? Now this is this is a, a, almost a month. <laughs> okay, right. Three weeks before John Scott comes into office, right? You already have this uh, talking about the forensic audit. You know, this was President Trump was the one who called on Abbott and he called in a favor. And Abbott's just, you know, outright going to do an audit that's not even what Trump had asked for. And you guys also understand the interplay here now, right? Now that the uh, the mainstream media and the rhinos are all demonizing Trump, you understand now that that's how this is supposed to assist the whitewash, right? Because now Abbott and crew can be like, oh, well, you know, they don't like Trump anymore. And because the mainstream media doesn't like Trump, that must mean the base does not like Trump. So let's whitewash over this freaking audit so let's put this to bed once and for all we can move along from trump right and if you listen you hear it even in a lot of the uh so-called republican or so-called you know uh, conservative talking heads out there in texas i'm talking about in texas okay and i would i would beseech and i would ask any any formidable talking head out there in other words any texas Republican, conservative, America first, Texas loving, America loving talking head out there. In other words, people with shows. Uh, and I'm, I'm talking to you guys on terrestrial radio. I'm talking to you guys who have live, full on, full live streams out of studios and stuff like that. Not like shows like this. Not like little shows on the corner of the web that, you know, I'm talking about the big boys. Like, I would urge you guys, I would implore you all, if you stand behind Trump, and you don't want to really, you know, go in on him because of what the media is trying to make you say, like the whole Constitution thing, like, oh, Trump really wants to get rid of the Constitution. Get over yourselves, right? He really wants to get rid of the Constitution. Don't play into it, guys. Don't play into it. Don't let your producer force you into turning your back on Trump when you know clear, well, and true that Americans and Texans can see through all the BS, right? We can see through all the BS. So they're using this attack on Trump to be able to whitewash over all of the fraud and the use of the machines and everything that we saw, the vote suppression, the 2020 election theft, the 2022 election theft. They're using all of that to kind of whitewash over all of these elections things. That's why you have... Uh, that's why you have the zeitgeist working in a double, triple, quadruple, quintuple, sextuple, centuple, octuple, dedectuple overtime right now, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why Elon Musk is threatening to do a drop on Twitter once a week for the next three months so we can get past these elections. You know, right? Because we got we to gotta be able to keep people from talking about these elections. And, you know, it's interesting because I've seen analysis on that, you know, where they're trying to say uh, he's trying to water down or keep this narrative going so that this way it doesn't all come out in one rush and then it's moved on. Because that's what they did with the elections, if you think about it. 
Elon does not want the Twitter thing all dropped in one week because then the zeitgeist will, you know, memory hole it like they're doing with the elections right now. And, you know, Elon's also memory holding the elections right now as well, uh, because his Twitter thing is taking over everyone's care. You know, think about it, guys. That's exactly what's happening with the elections. They're memory holding it. Why do you think so much stuff happened? between uh, December 8th and November 8th, 2022. And why do you think that? I mean, that's just uh, that's just exactly the way it is, guys. So, um, you know, I, it's, it's good information to have and it's very important and vital, but you know what? Can we at least save our country and uh, fix these elections before we start caring about all, I mean, you know, it's it's really, really hard ground to walk, guys, because it's also vital and it's also imperative and it also helps each other. You know, I mean, I get it exposing everything that's going on with Twitter and the um, collusion of big media to influence elections is going to help with the Twitter stuff. But then no, we're also going to forget about the fraud. Let's not forget about the fraud, guys. Let's not forget about how they did it. Okay, let's let's ride these two waves together, and let's let's get these two rogue waves to form a huge rogue wave, right? All of the election theft and the ways that they did it, and uh, all the ways that they colluded with um, with uh, big tech, and uh, let's let's ride these two rogue waves together, guys. Let's let's get them to merge, and let's bring back a tsunami against uh, that will push back against the corporate media, and will push back against big tech. And we'll also expose the fraud and we'll break everyone's minds open about its reality. Let's ride these two rogue waves together, guys. Let's do it. I mean, let's look, come on. You know what? If if they want to take over the zeitgeist and steal the information and if they want to put everyone's emphasis on things not about elections, let's steer them back together, guys. Because after all, everything that Elon is exposing on Twitter is going is going back to how they uh how they influenced elections let's bring it back home guys they influenced the elections let's not forget it guys let's bring it back home they influenced the elections let's bring them together y'all we got to steer these two narratives back to elections guys let's do it i know we can do it so anyways uh getting back to this article again i was just showing this uh to express when the timeline was right um it says here Trump told the Texas Tribune, right, by allowing the Democrats to do what they do, it will make it much harder for the governor and other Republicans to win in 2022 and into the future. Texas is a much redder state than anyone knows, but this is the way to make sure it turns blue. The audit underway in Texas is hardly a full forensic audit to the extent that phrase even has meaning. Guidance the Secretary of State's office put out this week detailed the extent of the audits, which includes looking at only the information counties are already required to retain for the 2022 uh, for, for the 22 months under federal law. It's not really clear what makes this forensic. This is pretty typical stuff. The counties will check voting machines, ballots, and accompanying materials in ways that are essentially customary. A far cry from the look, see here. That's how we know that this uh, this vote beat, okay, trying to demon, see they're demonizing it, right? Far from the chaos in Arizona, where unqualified privately funded contractors review was not customary at all. Okay, you see that, guys? 
So vote beat. Yeah, we see you from the Texas Tribune as the stinking dirt rag Marxist piece of crap you are. But at least they're not. See, they drew. See, you see that? You see how they did this, guys? They drew on the Arizona forensic audit, which we know is the gold standard to demonize it while still calling out this sham forensic audit for what it was. But you can't have one without the other, apparently. Right. So. uh, Again. Just uh, and, and you know what? This was Vote Beat's way. This was the Texas Tribune's way of getting their Democrats, getting their progressive or Marxist followers onto the topic of um, elections without steering them into the clutches of the rhinos and the Republicans and the America First people. Right? Very interesting stuff, guys. Right? Very interesting stuff. And uh, so, so this was written October fourth. That's so interesting how quickly this came out right on the heels of exactly what it was. I mean, he, uh, whenever uh, Trump came in and called him out, you know, and said, hey, I'm calling in a favor, Abbott. He was like, uh, do, a, do a forensic audit. And Abbott spit this out in like 48 hours, right? And then a month later, he hired or he appointed John Scott. Timelines don't make sense, right? It's because Jose Esparza, the deputy secretary of state, that's your true force behind the secretary of state's office he's been with he's been with abbott from the beginning but now uh secretary of state number six will be coming on board in january for abbott okay i told you how many secretaries of state do you think abbott's gonna have i mean he's got another he's got another four years so i mean he's gonna get another four snakes or what probably at least three more there'll be at least two to three more after this next one so Abbott might finish with nine or 10 snakes under his belt. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, guys? Go look at your secretary of state office. I mean, the Commonwealth is the same in Pennsylvania. I mean, that like between 2020, I mean, how many has that governor had? He's probably had, Abbott's had more than the governor of uh, Pennsylvania, actually. <laughs> Abbott's beaten the governor of Pennsylvania. In regard to secretaries of states, you know, snakes. Um, but like I said, over there in Pennsylvania, they they tend to either uh, get fired or they get promoted. I mean, you had Bookvar fired. The Graph and Read promoted. <laughs> the new one, there's no telling what. She's probably going to get promoted. The new one's probably going to get promoted over there. I guess the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania don't got nothing on the Republic of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Oh, look at this. What is this? We're not going to look at this. Okay, so uh, let's see what's next. What do I got next for you guys on this path? Oh, yeah, yeah. So the bill to uh, the bill to do the uh, audit, ladies and gentlemen, was actually introduced uh, on September 8th, 2021. Okay. <laughs> Keep in mind, uh, we, had, uh, we had Secretary of Snakes John Scott come on board October 21st, 2021. Okay. So, uh, relating to processes to address election irregularities, providing a civil penalty. Mm -hmm. And uh, look at right here. Elections administration, elections general, audits and auditors, internet secretary of state. So, those are all the subjects covered in that. So, that's that's another timeline for you guys to follow, right, on that. Then we have, of course, the biography of Secretary of Snakes, John Scott appointed as the 114th okay i said 115th i was a little off on that okay 
On, uh, on October 21st, 2021, Secretary Scott has over 33 years experience as an attorney, having successfully tried over 100 lawsuits and handled cases at the United States Supreme Court, Supreme Court of Texas, as well as state and federal appellate and district courts, winning historic courtroom victories. Do, 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 do. I'm Secretary State Don Scott. <laughs> okay. Um... Okay, so yeah, so like I said, he's riding off into the sunset. He lives in Fort Worth and has offices in Austin. He's gone. Uh, that was just uh, back from back in the day. We won't go through that. We've already talked about that. <laughs> Here's the next one. Senator Jane Nelson. All right, guys, are you ready to meet your next Secretary of State, number 115, Texas? Here she is. Secretary of State, the next one, Jane Nelson, guys. We're going to have to figure out who this woman is, right? Let me see her name on some good election integrity bills. And I'm like, let's get this done, girl. Let's get this office cleaned up. This is your chance, okay? Let's bring the hammer down on Lena Hidalgo. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to write a banner for Jane Nelson. The next Secretary of State. I'll put state. I'm not going to put snakes. Not just yet. Number 115. Right. Or let, let's put the 100. The 115th <laughs> Secretary of State of Texas. Oh, well, we'll put Texas Secretary of State. Okay, so we won't have so many prepositions in there, all right? And what's her name again? Jane Senator. She, like I said, she's a senator, Senator Jane Nelson. So the next question is, what's going to be the political play with her seat? Are they going to, is Abbott going to appoint a Democrat to her seat, I wonder? Okay, Senator Jane Nelson. Okay, so there is your next one. Now that's, that's, she's appointed. She's appointed. She has to be she has to be approved by two thirds of the Texas Senate still. So we'll see what happens. But let's let's see uh, from the Texas scorecard. We're going to pop into immersive. So you guys can see it better. All right. Uh, just one day after current uh, Secretary of State John Scott announced he would resign at the end of the year. Governor Abbott announced his intention to appoint outgoing state. Oh, so she was outgoing. OK, OK. So. All right. So that's not such a bad deal, but we are going to look her up. OK. OK. So that means there's going to be no political play there. In other words, he's not going to be appointing her seat to a Democrat. She's outgoing. OK, so. The secretary serves as the state's chief election officer or a chief election bamboozler, as well as chief international protocol officer and the governor's senior advisor and liaison for Texas border and Mexican affairs. The office of the secretary of state also publishes government rules and regulations and is a repository for official and business and uh, commercial records. The position is appointed by the governor, but requires two-thirds approval of the Senate, right? This has not happened. Oh, that has not happened since 2017 with previous appointee David Whitley and Ruth Hughes being forced to resign at the end of the last two legislative sessions after failing to garner enough support. So they were acting until then, eh? 
Uh, okay, so David Whitley, something different happened with this dude. Okay, now I don't remember. Okay, Ruth Hughes, Ruth Hughes, she wasn't forced to resign. I don't remember her being forced to resign. Oh, okay, unless no, 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 no. Okay, David Whitley got in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. He's the one. He's the one that tried to clean the voter rolls. Do you get that, guys? David Whitley tried to do his job. Okay. Yeah, David Whitley. He was number three. He tried to do his job. Okay. And the DMV sent him over screwed up records that he acted on. And, uh, well, let's just say he got fired after that. He had to resign. Okay. They they use they use the uh, they use the race card on him, okay? Because he tried to clean the voter rolls, all right. And the DMV sabotaged him. They sent him over records that included naturalized citizens. So when he sent them a um, a letter saying, "Hey, you don't have the right to vote," well, thousands of naturalized citizens they sent complaints. And bye bye, David Whitley. That's what you get for trying to clean up the voter rolls. See you later, sir. Okay, that was number three, David Whitley. Ruth Hughes, I don't recall any, and she, I remember her saying, I, I don't remember, she was not forced to resign, okay, I don't recall that being the narrative with her, she willingly resigned, but let's, let's look it up, guys, let's look it up right now, let's, let's check out this article and see if they're telling the truth, we got, yeah, we got about 10 more minutes, guys, since we started late today, Ruth Hughes, uh, Texas Secretary of State, I don't recall this woman being forced to resign. She rode off into the sunset. Okay, let's check it out. Texas Tribune, right? Let's check out this dirt rag Marxist publication. Okay, let's see what let's see what they're feeding to the people of Texas. Secretary of State Ruth Hughes, Texas top election official, to resign after Senate takes no action on her confirmation. So she was an acting SOS apparently the entire time that she was allowing unaccredited voting system testing laboratories push their uncertified voting machines on the people of Texas, among other things that we found out that Ruth Hughes authorized that she should have fought for to protect Texans from treasonous elections okay she should have fought for it but she didn't okay so uh the senate nomination committee never took up hughes nomination requiring her to leave office at the end of the so she was acting the entire time that she was bamboozling and betraying the people of texas how is that allowed that's why her name is on lawsuits oh you guys recognize that face you guys recognize the face of ruth hughes she might be part of one of our competitions over at pill.net oh you guys got a free one right there ruth hughes she is one of the secretaries of snakes featured during our uh, little competition. <laughs> I make tough competitions. Yeah, I know. Okay. Oh, wait. This is not Jane Nelson. Let me get that off the screen. <laughs> That's not Jane Nelson. That's Ruth Hughes. Okay. Wait. That, wrong one. Okay. There we go. Let's do this. Broken. 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 That's not John Scott either. I just... <laughs> okay. So you see? Okay. So that's what happened. I, that doesn't sound to me like she was forced to resign, right? Texas Secretary of State R Ruth Rugaro Hughes, the state's top election official, has notified the governor she would be stepping down from her post, which she was appointed to in August of 2019, 
according to a press release from her office. Her resignation is effective May 31st, the last day of the legislative session. A secretary of state appointed in between regular legislative sessions is constitutionally required to leave office immediately if the Senate goes through an entire session without confirming them. The Senate Nominations Committee chair, chaired by Don Buckingham, oh really Don Buckingham, whom we just uh, voted into the Texas Land and Cattle Office, Land and Cattle Office, Land Commissioner's Office. <laughs> wow, Don Buckingham, interesting, never took up Hughes' nomination, right? Don Buckingham, who was endorsed by President Trump. Buckingham's office declined to comment on why the committee did not consider the nomination. And now what she's riding off into the sunset to become the Texas land commissioner. Don Buckingham is. Wow. Dang it, guys. Hughes departure at the end of the session will allow Abbott to pick her replacement without needing an immediate confirmation. I think someone should ask Don Buckingham that question. I don't care if this was uh, a year ago or more. Hughes' predecessor, David Whitley, gave the governor similar latitude by resigning on the last day of the 2019 legislative session, even though it was clear he lacked the votes to keep the job after he oversaw a botched effort to scour the voter rolls for supposed non-citizens. You see how they're writing that out in the Texas Tribune, the Marxist rag trash bill? Yeah. How interesting, guys. So, uh, all right. Now, now, I wasn't calling, obviously... Uh, let's see here. Where were we? I wasn't calling Texas scorecard to the task on that, obviously, guys, but I just need to check my memory for that. Okay. So yeah, I still, I still, uh, I still, uh, I still appreciate the work of Texas scorecard. So don't you guys think I was trying to call them to task, but that's not how my memory served guys. But no, yeah, I guess you could be forced to resign if uh, if uh, your uh, if your state legislator uh, who's in charge of that committee decides not to uh, take up your appointment. But isn't that interesting how that interplay works, right? It's interesting. If you're studying it, it's very interesting. So uh, let's see this about Nelson again. Okay, again, this is uh, this is this is the new Secretary of State appointed. Now she might not be uh, confirmed. You know, we're gonna have to figure out who's doing that in the state of Texas, apparently, <laughs> because nobody knows where are we at. I want to look at uh, here. We go this one. Okay, so first elected to the Texas Senate in 1992, Nelson served 10 terms in the chamber where she served as the chairman of the powerful Senate Finance Committee before announcing her retirement last year. Her relationship with members of the chamber could mean an easier time gaining confirmation. <laughs> Abbott says, Senator Nelson's lifelong commitment to public service and deep understanding of state government will be assets in uh, her new role, ensuring the critical duties of Secretary of State are fulfilled. And nothing is more important to a free society than fair elections in the state of Texas will continue working to uphold and protect this right. Nelson said she was looking forward to serving in the position. I look forward to this new chapter of public service and appreciate the confidence Governor Abbott has placed in me to serve as Secretary of State. Voters expect fair and free elections with accurate, timely results, and I am committed to making that happen. Texans will politically, view, uh, with all political views, should have faith in our election system. Nelson will take the position at the beginning of January 
of the year on January 1st, 2022. So do you think this is going to be the one? Abbott's like, uh-oh, they figured out the system's broken. This one's going to last four years. Let's see here. What is this? What are we looking at here? Texas scorecard, where did you take me? I want to see about Nelson. Huh. That's not going to work. Okay, let's do it this way, guys. Ready? Jane Nelson. Don't forget, guys, Texas scorecard actually has a scorecard. Okay. <laughs> no, we're going to dig into this woman and we're going to find out about her. Doesn't she? Oh, I hope they have her scorecard, hopefully. Let's see. Dang. So December here and then July. Okay, so state officials move one uh, $105.5 million to school safety and mental health initiatives. Uh, DEC starts to shuffle an opportunity emerges for Texas conservatives. That's October. Dang, it jumps back into 2021 with a name with her on it. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't tell me she's not listed anymore. <laughs> Let's see. Nelson, Nelson. She, is she not here? Why? Why? Why is she gone? Don't make me jump into the way back, way back. Well, that's disappointing. I want to see her. She's still in office. She should still be here. She's still in office. There's no reason why she should go away. Come on. I hope we're not protecting her. Uh-uh-uh. You didn't say the magic word. Okay. Now, I don't know. What do you guys think about it over there? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's going on? Sorry, I haven't been uh, saying, hey, guys, what's up? Raven2000, good to see you. Skeeter Burke still hanging out. Uh, let's see. Sonia C in the house. Kiss is also in this. Hey, Kiss, what's going on? Good to see you. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> awesome. I'm adding that one to my favorites also. Okay. <laughs> Coolio. Oh, guys, sorry. Oh, my goodness. I did not realize. Oh, wait. I was looking at something else. Okay, let me uh, pull back a little bit, guys. Yeah, I know, right? Ruth Hughes is a man. Okay, anyhow. This Nelson person. Okay, it's going to drive me crazy, guys. Okay, it's going to drive me crazy. Let's do this. Um, Senator Jane Nelson, Texas. Uh, let's see here. I'm just so curious about this. <laughs> that could be a man also. I know, just kidding. Uh, 
legislative accomplishments. Oh, we don't have enough time. I need to do this. Let's let's do this. Election integrity. Okay, that's what I'm concerned about. Where did this woman stand? Did she back election integrity bills or was she like, there's no such thing as election fraud? That's what I want to know. How much more broken is this going to get, you know? Oh, she's a veteran. Okay, so, all right. I mean, to me, that bodes well. That bodes well. Okay. Um. Oh, she served two terms on the State Board of Education. That does not bode well, okay? <laughs> Unless she was getting all the wokeness out, okay? Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. And none of these are just, okay, let's just dip in. Oh. Oh. Let's see. Uh, General Appropriations Act, Reforms of Governance and Appraisal Board. Da, 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 da. Sorry, guys. I'm just like briefly scanning over through these. Uh, all of these bills that she's authored. She's authored quite a few bills. And so I'm just like going through these, just like scanning it with my eyes real quick, 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 quick. These are quite a few. And she's also sponsored quite a few. But I'm not seeing anything in here about elections just yet. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I'm not seeing anything about elections. Okay, well, I'm going to do a bit of a deeper dive on this woman, ladies and gentlemen. I tell you what, okay, uh, let's see here. I want to know exactly where, since she has a record, guys, she has a record. We can see exactly where she stands, unlike someone like John Scott, you know, other people that have not had records, ladies and gentlemen, they've not had a record that the voters can look at and be like, hey, what the heck, okay? Um, let's see here. It's a tough time to be involved in vote counting business from local part-time election workers all the way up to statewide officials. Oh, is that a fact? Who is this? Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Maybe this GOP leader can finally convince conspiracists that Texas elections are secure. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, let's see what that's up. Let's see what that's all about. So Texas is about to have its fourth secretary of state in four years. What? What? Fifth? What are you talking about? There's a, there was a Spanish dude, a, a Mexican, a Hispanic dude was number one for Abbott. Okay. We already did this guys. We already did the breakdown. Then we had this really creepy dude as number two. Okay. The creepy dude, the creepy dude. Okay. He also, those guys rode off into the sunset. Okay. Then we had David Whitley. Then we had Ruth Hughes. This is number five. No. Then we had John Scott. This is number six. Okay. Jane Nelson is number six. Okay. He is, she is not number four. Okay. <laughs> oh, but they said fourth in four years. Okay. Never mind that this is Abbott's third term. So they, they cut out the first term to make, so this way it doesn't seem like, oh, this is number six. Okay. I see what you guys did. All right. Okay. I see what you guys did. Um, okay, so Jane Nelson of Flower Mound, a Republican. 
The state needs stability in the office and a trusted voice who can project confidence into our voting system. Right. Because uh, I guess uh, John Scott, does that look like the, the, the face of confidence? That looks like the face of a man, baby. No, just kidding. <laughs> Nelson is a smart choice. She was a serious conservative leader for three decades in the Senate. Nelson, three decades, guys, a career politician. That does not instill confidence in me. That instills like someone who's going to browbeat you. That's that's kind of what that says to me. Someone's going to be like, you better listen to me. I know better than you. I've been here for three decades. Okay. Nelson crafted complicated legislation to reform child protective services. Okay. That's a good thing. Boost cancer research and cut property taxes. Good stuff. As chairwoman of the Budget Writing Finance Committee, she helped strike compromises that funded priorities but satisfied demands for lean budgets. Nelson's uh, credibility is badly needed in the Secretary of State's office. Texas has not had a Senate-confirmed official in the job since 2018, in part because of concerns over elections. If Nelson cannot get easy approval from her colleagues, her former colleagues, no one can. John Scott tenure. She replaces Fort Worth lawyer John Scott, whose tenure was troubled from the moment Abbott tapped him in October 2021. Scott had briefly signed up to represent former President Donald Trump in a lawsuit over Pennsylvania's 2020 election results. He actually backed out of that. He left the case after three days. <laughs> See, what a loser. John Scott was a loser rhino. But some objected that coming that close to attempts to overturn the results disqualified him. No. You see that? You see how the Texas uh, rhinos are going to do us, Texas? You see that? Do you see that? Scott, though, was a force for election integrity and against efforts to malign the process. He followed through on county election audits begun before his tenure when Trump goaded Abbott publicly over the matter. Scott promoted transparency and implemented yet another election security law that the legislature approved. He also spoke out forcefully against election conspiracists, perhaps to the point that he too would face trouble gaining Senate Republicans blessings. That's right, because the grassroots want election integrity. Don't get it twisted, right? Preceding Scott was Ruth Hughes, who had the uh, temerity to say that the 2020 elections in Texas, which Trump won handily, was smooth and secure. She never got a Senate hearing. It's disheartening that uh, enough senators or more to that point, the GOP activists who lobby them cannot accept the truth about elections that they turn away several Abbott appointees. You see, you see that they'll have trouble doing the same to Nelson. In other words, uh, Nelson's going to be the one to put the kibosh on the grassroots demands. Is that what you're saying? Is that what we're going to expect out of Senator uh, um, uh, Nelson? Oh, we'll be watching you, Nelson. Okay. Okay. And if you get your Senate approval, she's already going to get in trouble, guys. You think she's going to get approved? Okay. <laughs> we'll be watching you, Nelson. The eyes of Texas are upon you. You better believe it. Okay. You better believe it, especially if you're going to be taken over an office like that, appointed. Uh-huh. Yeah. So this is BS right here. Republican voters who doubt elections may not vote. No, we know better. The ones who don't vote are the rhino voters. Hey, rhino voters, you black pill rhino voters, right? Republicans need more trusted leaders to start telling the truth, right? 
loudly. In other words, start lying to them loudly, making force it down their throat. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay, very interesting, guys. Very interesting. Who wrote this article? Oh, yeah, that's right. The the Star Telegram, the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Let me pop this into immersive before it goes behind a paywall. A paywall. It's going to go behind a paywall by tomorrow. I guarantee it. Okay, so I'm going to pop that into immersive. I want to keep that one, beta. Okay, next. Texas Tribune, spit rag of Marxist trash. Governor Abbott says he will nominate retiring state senator. Oh, we already went through this, didn't we? There it is, right? Didn't we go through this? I think we did. From the Texas Tribune, spit rag trash Marxist filth. Now she's a veteran, so that's a good thing to me. That doesn't mean that she's a uh, she's America first, right, Dan Crenshaw? Retiring state senator uh, Jane Nelson, a North Texas Republican who most recently chaired the budget writing Senate Finance Committee, and before that ran uh, the panel on public health, was named Texas Secretary of State Tuesday by Governor Abbott. The post oversees the state's elections run by Texas 254 counties and is charged with safeguarding the state's official business and commercial records. Okay. And it goes a little bit over her, uh, goes a little bit over her history. 1992 election. That's when she went to the Senate, guys. So, yep, three decades. Or just about, right? Yep. Three decades. That's insane, y'all. Huh. Nelson is only the 10th woman ever to be elected to the Texas Senate, is also the first woman ever to chair the Finance Committee, a post she held for seven years. Interesting. Seven years uh, as chairwoman of the Health and Human Services Committee, Nelson sponsored highly controversial legislation that limited abortion in Texas. And in 2013, presided over a 16-hour rancorous hearing that drew testimony from nearly 400 witnesses. Wow. Bill Miller, a veteran Austin lobbyist and political operative, said Nelson leaves the Senate as one of the titans of the 31-member upper chamber. Bill Miller, <laughs> Billy Miller, whose chicken was so good. Uh, anyways, Bill Miller and I go way back. Okay. Interesting, guys. She's certainly the most informed and effective, says Bill Miller. I need to look up this Bill Miller guy. Miller... <laughs> Uh, you cannot tell me we have a political operative by the name of Bill Miller, and we also have like a uh, uh, fried chicken franchise by the name of Bill Miller, and that's not related somehow. Okay. <laughs> Bill Miller, by the way, who supported President Trump, I might add. Okay. So uh, Miller predicted Mil Nelson will have little difficulty winning confirmation in the Senate, which she will vacate as its fourth most senior member. And that would be a distinction her three immediate predecessors did not attain. Scott served during a period, blah, 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 during which the legislature did not convene, right? So the Senate had no chance to act on his nomination, okay? And the nomination of Ruth Hughes was not considered during the 2021 session. Two years earlier, then Secretary of State David Whitley ran into stiff opposition 
right. Uh, after a botched review of the state's voter rolls erroneously suggested that nearly 100,000 legally registered voters were not, not were not U.S. Okay, that's what I'm talking about. 100,000 naturalized citizens. The DMV sent him that list and he sent it out to them saying you can't vote because you're not a citizen. They sabotaged him because he tried to clean the voter rolls, guys. He found hundred he, he found tens of thousands of not hundreds of thousands of illegal non-US citizens voting. And when he tried to clean it, they sabotaged him. That's how he did not get confirmed, or he was forced to resign. Um, Nelson was an enthusiastic supporter of Abbott during his successful bid for a third term. The governor left no doubt of their mutual esteem. Okay. Interesting stuff, guys. So, uh, we're watching, uh, what are we watching guys? Well, okay. I'm going to get ahead of this and I'm just going to say Senator Nelson that I hope we don't have to be playing this song for you. All right, guys, we've kicked it into overtime enough today. Thanks for hanging out on this episode of Lone Star State News. Um, we'll continue digging into Senator Nelson. Um, I'm very interested in the legislature that she is sponsored, co-sponsored, and also has uh, voted for or against. So I'll be looking into that coming up um, as uh, we approach her confirmation possibly in January. Are we witnessing how the Texas House bamboozles and betrays the people of Texas in this process? Between the Speaker of the House being an infiltrated betrayer and the Secretary of State's office being broken and the investigations into the 2020 elections in Houston being obstructed, I think that this is exactly how they do it, guys. But that is a conversation for another day. Thanks for hanging out on Lone Star State News this afternoon. I've been your host, Mr. C. As per the usual, I'll be back again on Monday with more Texas news and current events. Uh, but uh, if not, join us to join us tonight, 7.30 p.m. Texas time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be doing uh, the C Report. That's the America First and Election Integrity News show here at Mr. CTV. Uh, thanks again for hanging out this afternoon, guys. We'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Until then, be safe, be blessed, and God bless America. And God bless Texas. We'll see y'all next time. Take care. Do you know how much government money HEV groceries would lose if we started drug testing people who get food stamps. That's how they did us, Texas. That's how they did us. They passed an election in Texas. Any of you guys think that true vote was set up by the FBI? Busting down the walls of not just the political rhinos, but... I like Moonlight as someone who knows a thing or two every now and then. Wanna vote on election day?
Can you imagine having an AG that uh, her specialty is uh, getting human traffickers off on lighter sentences? How about we focus on Paul Pelosi's stock portfolio instead of who he's playing whack the wee-wee with and their tidy whities okay? Post office man found uh, going across the border to Canada with uh, a cart full of Trump supporting uh, ballots. Uh, California ballots for Trump supporters go missing for the military. Next stop, beep, beep, communism. Kind of like Kintanji Brown Jackson over there at the Supreme Court doing her bit with the uh, the pedophiles and the uh, child pornographers. Uh, oh no, 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 rest assured you did not step in to a Mandela effect. It's time for season two of the January 6th Unselect Committee. Whoop-de-doo, right? <laughs> My mind is not what it used to be, ladies and gentlemen. Wait until, do you want to be part of that tsunami, okay? Because if you vote early, you're not part of the tsunami. I'm just saying, encountering illegal aliens in the wild, does that sound too racist for anyone? Thank goodness for the internet, where we're not printing a paper. Ah, just kidding. You know, I'm not that kind of uh, tree hugger. It was a total shim sham flim flam. It was almost as if Katie Hobbs was running the nation's elections and just making a terror out of it.